What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning back in to Coach Like a Champion. I am your host, Bo Bradshaw, and we we did it. We've made it. We are in the state tournament, uh, girls basketball. We qualified. We were regional champs. Then we went on to win the area championship as well, and we are going to Norman. It's at the Lloyd Noble this year at OU, so we're really excited about that. It's a little bit closer to us. Traditionally, in the past, it's been up at ORU at the Maybe Center in Tulsa, which is awesome. Uh, it's always a blast going up there. Uh, it is exciting to be a little bit closer to home. Hopefully, some more of our students are able to come and support us uh, in the uh, state tournament this weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Hopefully, we'll get to play on all three days. It's win and go home at this point. Uh, so we're really excited, really proud of the girls and how they played. They had to beat some tough teams to get here. Uh, really tough Lot and Mac team in the area championship we had to face, and they ended up qualifying on the second day, so we could end up seeing them again in the future. Uh, there's a lot of good teams this year. Everybody's pretty even, pretty neck and neck, so it should be a really competitive and fun weekend of basketball. I'm excited about it, hoping our girls can um, take care of business and uh, achieve everything that they've been working for this year, so we, we'll find out. Uh, this week on our episode of Coach Like a Champion. Our guest is Dwight Dobbins Jr. Uh, he is a Carl Albert High School alumni. That's how I originally know him. Uh, however, he, he is also an alumni of the University of Tulsa. Um, he played there for uh, four years. He was a three-year starter and letterman as a true freshman at Tulsa. Um, currently, he is a defensive back and skill positional trainer. And he de- he's a developer of movement and body control. He works with youth high school, collegiate, and professional athletes. He's had the honor of working with five high school All-American athletes and over 26 professional athletes and 36 collegiate athletes or collegiate athletes soon to be. Uh, His college career, um, again, it was at Tulsa University. He was there during the Bill Blankenship era from 2011 until 2014. While he was there, they were Conference USA champs, Liberty Bowl champs, um, and he had a, a really, really good, solid career there at Tulsa. Um, he was a few years ahead of me, so he was one of those guys where uh, I got to play with him for a, a year or two um, and then got to follow his college career. And he was just one of those guys that you looked up to. You know, you saw him play when you were younger, uh, and you just loved following him at the next level. Um, and he just kind of was representing the Carl Howard athletes at the time. There weren't a whole lot um, playing, there was uh, three or four uh, that were playing D- Division One football, and so it was always fun to watch those guys and see them represent the hometown well. Um, his uh, current positions are: he is at the uh, Sooner Seven team, the Sooner Seven on Seven here out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, and really it's expanded; it's kind of all over now. But that was where it was originally uh, founded. Uh, And he is one of the co-founders, so it's really cool to get to have him on and hear kind of how that went down um, and his role in all of that and and how it's shaped and molded the landscape of high school football in Oklahoma for sure. And then 7-on-7 has obviously shaped it across the nation, but Sooner 7 has really changed the game here in Oklahoma being one of the premier teams and programs. Uh, So we get to hear about his his, uh, role as a trainer and really a mentor figure in a lot of these players a lot of these athletes lives and then him getting to be a founder and now also kind of the defensive coordinator role on the Sooner 7 team uh so awesome guest awesome personality awesome guy 
uh, Dwight Dobbins Jr. You guys are going to love everything that he has to say. here with Dwight Dobbins told you guys how I know him really excited to have him on the podcast I just want to start off by saying Dwight thanks for coming on man I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to do this yeah man I appreciate you having me on man this uh this is this is pretty cool I've actually been thinking about the podcast space I've been doing a little bit of radio so this is exciting yeah for sure you need to you need to get in this this atmosphere man you would definitely uh, you'd be great at it um so First thing I want to do, kicking it off, is a quick little two-minute drill. It's a new thing that I added to the last episode. It's not how I've started off in the past, but I feel like it, it helps everybody get to know the, the guest a little bit more. So okay. uh, call it the two-minute drill, you know, just a little hurry-up offense stuff kind of metaphor nice. there. And yeah. uh, power through a few questions just to get to know you a little bit better. So uh, you ready for this? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Starting off, favorite coach that you have ever played for? So that's a tough one. I was checking this out. This is a tough one because I don't want to leave anybody out. Yeah. Now, if I if I have to uh, just pick one, I'm gonna go back to the Carl Albert days. I'm gonna go Coach Farley. Yes. Coach Farley. Yeah. That's, that's my guy. awesome, man. We we've uh, I actually talked about him on the last episode with my buddy Grant, but uh, okay, he's a legend. What what made him stand out to you? He is, man. He was very patient with me. Um, I know when I was growing up, man. I was seemed like I was an angry kid. Like I, I was a perfectionist. I had to do everything right. When I made mistakes, it, it really upset me. And he was just—he was always a guy that could really calm me down. And he always had his best interest, uh, my best interest, uh, in his mind. And um, he really helped me along the way. And I'm forever grateful. Yeah, that's awesome. He's—he's he's such a good dude. All he right. Is. And then the favorite coach that you've never played for. Favorite coach that I've never played for. So I've got the—I've ch- gotten the chance to meet a. Nick Saban. I'm gonna go to the college world. Okay. So Nick Saban, of course, never never played for him, but I've met him a couple of times now uh, through some recruiting visits with some kids that I work with out here out All of right. uh, out of Tulsa. So he's he's pretty interesting. That's awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. It's got to be top of the list for a lot of people. Most definitely. All right. I don't know if you're a reader, but what's your favorite coaching book? Right. So not much of a reader, um, okay. I, and I need to get into that. I was hoping you could. Point me in the right direction to a couple of books that I, I should be looking at, man. I need to get into that. There's a, I, I don't know if you would be more of like a schematics guy if you're wanting to read like schemes. Like Coach Coach Corley, whenever I got hired on a Carl Albert, he gave me like just like defensive strategies. And it's like literally a textbook on like all the different defenses um, okay. that, were, that were invented up until like 1980. So like that's pretty cool to just go back and look at, you know, whenever you're like, you know, check, you know fact checking yourself, making sure you're teaching the kids right. Um, yes, but that one's probably not as interesting as a lot of the ones that you know the coaches have written, like autobiographies and like motivational, you know, culture type stuff. That stuff is probably a little bit easier reads. Yeah, you're probably right with the with the, uh, the especially the motivational. That's that's always a big deal for me, you know. So because I always want to have something that can uh, that can I guess quote or go back to with my kids that I work with. But at the same time, the X's and O's. Is always good to catch up on, and I've always been intrigued with that. Absolutely, for sure. All right. Uh, your favorite coaching quote? Okay, so favorite coaching quote, this would have came from, uh, this was, I was in college, my sophomore year. Um, this coach was uh, Darnell Walker. So 
he played it played at OU back in the day, and uh, he actually got to play with Deion Sanders when he was Atlanta in Atlanta and then also in San Francisco for a while. So this dude's done it all. Uh, he's had some of the best coaches in the world, and he always used to tell us, and I play defensive back, so he always used to tell us, um, expect the ball to be thrown your way. And it's very cliche, very dry, but but so important. And when I go back and think and I go back and watch film the next day after big games or whatever, and, and you're thinking about it, and he used to tell us, like, listen, if you knew, you're, you're promised three plays, and if you knew which three plays that uh, – that the play was coming to where you could directly make a play or indirectly make a play or not make the play, um, how hard would you play? And so in that aspect, of course, no one really knows when those plays are coming. Um, and in the league I played in, we're playing 100 snaps a game, right? So you just mm-hmm. never know. And uh, he always taught us, hey, listen, expect the ball to be thrown your way and you'll never have to get ready. You stay ready. So I got to say that was one of, the, uh, one of my favorite quotes. Yeah, that's great stuff. I love that. That's a that's a good way for kids to have that internal motivation too. To uh, definitely keep them on their toes every single play. It's great. All right, uh, favorite movie. Favorite movie. Um, man, I have so many. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to it. So it's a it's a kind of an old school, kind of a gangster type film. Don't know if you've ever heard of it. Paid in Fool is one of my favorite movies. Don't okay. know if you've heard of it. You need to check I've, it out. I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. Oh, you have to check it out, man. Okay. Great cast, okay. old school. So uh, I loved it. Based on a true story, too. Oh, there we go. That makes it better. Good deal. Definitely. All right. Not a setup. And I don't know if you're normally a podcast guy, but what is your favorite podcast? Um, definitely a podcast guy. This is going to be my new favorite one since she got me on here. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to do with this question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel it. I feel it. But um, so I've been watching. It was strictly I Am Athlete. Right with Brandon Marshall, he heads it. Okay. Um, but on the flip side, because some of that cast is split up, the pivot. So I would have to say I like it as equal the pivot, and then uh, I am athlete. It's okay. Cool. Yeah, those are solid ones. Good deal. Yeah, All those. right, and then your favorite drill to do at practice. Favorite drill at practice, um, it would have to be an individuals. Uh, being a defensive back, you always want the chance to work on your skill set. Uh, so really the. Um, you know, the, the backpedaling, any type of backpedal drill that we're yeah. doing. I used to love those because, again, you're working on your feet, mm-hmm. which which plays into your skill set. And uh, it just gives you um, ammunition right in your chamber for uh, when you're playing. So, Absolutely. Can never get enough of that. The little things, too, are the details, just practicing. The details, right, exactly. Over and over and over and over again. Yes. Absolutely. Good deal. All right. And then your favorite team to be a fan of. Favorite team to be a fan of? Um, I have to say right now the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Uh, in the in the NFL. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Tyler Lockett. Actually, Norm actually got to yeah. play against him and actually got to work with him and, and know him personally. So I uh, love to see what he does. And again, really not so much for what he does on the field, but what he does off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just as good as we think he is on the field. He's even a better human being, a better role model. So. I really cheer for that guy. I love what he does, and uh, being the same age is pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's it's really cool to hear about all the stuff about that guy because uh, just when you think that 
he can't get any better, you know, on the field. He's like you're saying, he does the same stuff off the field. I saw this year. Yes. I think he was the one wearing the cleats from um, that had the Booker T design design on him. Was that him? Yeah, yeah, okay. he does. So he's a guy that every chance they get, as far as to create cleats, everything. I mean, it's everything Tulsa or some type of representation of Oklahoma. So I, I love it. Yeah, no doubt. That's awesome. Good deal. Well, hey, uh, that's it for the two-minute drill. I think you nailed it. You had some good answers. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it was a, it's a nice little transition to the next part of the episode. Uh, sure. you, you hinted at it a couple a couple times, but can you just lay out, like, your coaching journey for me and, like, what, what your life looks like and how you're involved in the coaching world and what all that consists of? Yeah, and so after I was done playing, you know, I really got into more of a the personal coaching space, so more of, like, a trainer Right. And um, started working with 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 the youth here in Tulsa. And uh, actually, it started out with working with a college roommate. So even though we came in together, he actually red shared it because he was hurt. And um, so I was I was there. He was there a year longer than me. And I got the chance that summer um, that I finished up, got a chance to work with him, work on his game, different things that I thought he could get better with. He's a wide receiver. And yeah. so, um, and not to brag too much, but he did come out that next year and, and yeah. led the whole college football in receiving yards with about sixteen hundred plus. So that man. was pretty cool to see. Yeah, man, it was it was pretty fun. He actually went on to um, the Car- uh, Carolina Panthers okay. uh, in, in two thousand fifteen. His That's name awesome. was Karis Garrett. Yeah, it was pretty okay. cool. So yeah, with that, so that kind of started, sparked it. Again, working with a lot of the talent around the city. Um, I actually coached um, eighth grade. Uh, team at Casha Hall uh, for a year, kind of helping out a friend. But again, I, I, I met so many great people and I uh, was able to just uh, kind of apply what I knew as far as the skill set, you know, working on individual things for a particular athlete. Now I got to put it in and how it looks with X's and O's. And then also uh, the year before that, I left out 2015. I was um, an assistant defensive back coach, right, or GA um, for the University of Tulsa where I played. So, and that was with Aaron Fletcher. So that was pretty cool to do too. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so that, that, that's kind of how you guys started out. And uh, is is that your full-time job? Do you have another job that you're working? Uh, yeah, so no, yeah, so no, not a full-time job. And again, that, that's never felt like work to me because yeah. it's always a passion of mine and, mm-hmm. and it's a way to give back to the community and just kind of share my knowledge as why, why have it all cooped up, right? I got. I want to spread it out to as many people as I can. But, um, you know, no, I, I actually work in fiber optics. Okay. And so um, I'm actually working from home This uh, for a, a place called Zayo Group. So it's, it's been pretty good, always good to me. And uh, at the same time, I have plenty of time to uh, do what I love to do as far as the coaching and training. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Now, now I know you, and we come we come from the same high school, and uh, I know your reputation, what kind of guy you are, and stuff like that. But sometimes, as personal trainers, you guys get a bad rap. Uh, and now, yes. I, now I know your intentions, so I know you know you you got the best interest in mind for your athletes. But whenever you come across somebody that's skeptical and they don't, you know, they're they're giving you a hard time about stuff. How do you like fight back against that and uh, and prove your integrity, kind of deal? Yeah, man, it, it, it is. And, and I get it because you, you do see it right in the social media. You know, it shows the good, bad and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not to say everybody is in that should be in that same pool. And that's OK. So uh, to be honest, I haven't de- dealt with that directly. You know, yeah. you kind of hear some things maybe behind your back or from this person, that person, maybe in the barbershops. But really, no one ever just coming at me and, and stating um, or, or, or talking 
negative on my name, right? Because again, I, I have been able to be um, an up and up guy, and and so my name travels, and it and it has a lot of a uh, lot of positivity, mm -hmm. and I have a lot of uh, a lot of people that speak positivity around my name. So it, it's it's it hadn't been as bad as you think, but uh, just for the naysayers, again, a, a guy that's that's done it, and 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 understands the negative that can come with it, but but knowing the good that trumps the negative. Mm -hmm. And and at the end of the day, for any kind of high school coach, um, college coach, professional coach, hey, all I want to do is be able to give um, to give you back in, in your athlete a better product. Uh, because again, as being a, a solidified coach, whether it be high school, uh, NFL, college, whatever, um, it's only so much time that you can spend in the, uh, in the individual drills and different things of that nature, trying to build the skill set. And so in the summers and the off season, they were to get that with me. Mm -hmm. And, um, now they're just that, that much better when they come back to you. So just trying to try to assure these coaches, they listen, I don't get anything out of this mm -hmm. except trying to give you a better product and making sure the athlete is, uh, is better than where I found him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you touched on it a little bit. But the relationships that you have, it's really impressive how your your reputation kind of precedes yourself. And so you don't you don't have those issues. You don't have people worrying about, you know, what your intentions are and they know that you're in it for the, the best the best uh, interest of the kid and, and the oh, athlete. Definitely. So that that's pretty cool. And then what is what is it like to develop that relationship with the athletes that you get to train? Uh, and, and what how's how is that produced, uh, I guess like produce fruit in the long term? Yes, um, man, it's, it's, it's the funnest thing ever. A lot of my guys, I probably got them in the uh, seventh or eighth grade. So you really get to see these guys grow up. And with me not being as old as, as what you, you think your typical trainer would be, mm -hmm. um, it, they're like my little brothers, right, or uh, family members. Even some of them feel like a son to me, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, it, it's pretty cool to work with those guys. You get to see kids uh, grow up. Uh, the impacts that you have on them. Uh, we talk about a ton of things off the field, right? Whether it's just life, girls, school, family, whatever it may be. You know, they seem like I'm a guy that that uh, that they can come to. And I give you a quick story. Like, I have two guys at the University of Arkansas just as recently. Uh, one's a sophomore, one's a, one's a freshman. And when they come home for break, they come straight to to my home. And uh, they're dropping off laundry, so I'm, I'm <laughs> find myself doing laundry and cooking dinner and things of that nature. I'm like, man, y'all, y'all still got your moms and dads at home. Y'all need to go see them first. But <laughs> it just it just speaks volumes. And and when you get invited to to Thanksgiving dinners and Christmas dinners, you know it's like you you know you're doing much more than uh, with the game. That again, that that's what brought us together. But you're doing way more uh, off the field than you are on the field. So that, it makes me feel really good about life. Man, that's awesome. That's uh, that's the kind of stuff you love to hear about. Yes, sir. Very cool. So now you're also in the seven on seven game as well yes, in the off yes. season. What, what does that look like? What's your role in that in that position? Yeah, man, it was only right, man, with the with the seven on seven. And uh, again, that's another thing that can get a negative rep if uh, if it's done incorrectly. So uh, me and my guy Derek Rasmus, we came together. Um, this would have been about four to five years ago now. And we we sat down. It was at a Chipotle. I'll never forget it. And we kind of discussed. Yeah, man, we we kind of discussed uh, kind of what we wanted to do. He's a quarterback trainer. Okay. Me being a defensive back trainer, and, and, and at that time, I worked with offensive guys as well. So I was the the skilled athlete. Period. Mm -hmm. I was working with them, and and we just kind of talked out at what what we thought it would look like, how cool it would be uh, for the state of Oklahoma, 
And this is something to put or continue to put Oklahoma on the map. Because as you know, uh, coming out of coming out of Carl Albert again, people know about Carl Albert around the nation. Um, other high schools or, or just different your your, your regular fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, we don't all the state championships we have. We don't always have that same. Um, as far as the athletes that come out and go to the next level. Right. And it could be any level, right? But you would think everybody, every single person on that team is is going to play at the next level. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't, the ratio doesn't always kind of match up uh, with what we've what we've shown and put on film. So, and, and knowing that, you know, coming from Carl Albert and, you know, being here in Tulsa and around the big 6A schools, um, a lot of talent gets overlooked. Um, you look at a Josh Jacobs, and it's like, how how do we let this guy get out of the state of Oklahoma yeah. and end up at Alabama? And it worked out best for him. You know, everything right. happens for a reason. I'm, right. I'm I'm aware of that, but at the same time, it's, that should never happen. And so, um, just seeing things of that nature, you know, uh, we definitely wanted to um, make sure that 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 would never happen again. And we're giving these kids, these parents, um, something that um, the high schools can't always offer. Because, again, if you're not at a, a 6A school like a Jinx or a Union, you don't necessarily have a national schedule, right? Yeah, and some of these right. teams get to do that versus the 5As of the world, the 4As and on down. They don't really get to do that. So this gives them a chance to be seen at a national level. Uh, we travel around the Texas, the Californias of the world, Louisiana's, and we get to see these different a- athletes. And at the same time, uh, you get to really – put yourself up against um, athletes around the nation. You know, you, you see how guys could be overrated, right? And you, if you're watching the rivals in the 24-7, those are good platforms, great platforms. But sometimes these guys, those those numbers can be fabricated. And so what this does is with 707 and Sooner 7 to be exact, it gives these athletes um, at the end of the day some confidence to, right, to really see it's like, listen, I'm just as good as these guys. They're just not being, I'm just not being talked about the same way, but it's okay. So now they take that same confidence in the off season back into their respective programs during the season. And now these guys are having magnificent seasons. You know, guys are coming. seems like guys are coming out the woodworks when all they really need is a chance. And so yeah. uh, that's the big thing, just giving guys a chance, giving guys a platform um, like you're doing with this podcast. We just want to give guys a stage. Yeah. And that's what that's the main thing that we want to do. Man, I love, I love. You've talked about it a couple times, and just in your answers when we're, uh, you're answering my questions. But it's the, it's the pride in Oklahoma and in the kids here, and and yes. even the coaches here of giving them platforms and giving them opportunities to show off what we got. Uh, because I agree, it, it kind of does feel like. I mean, Oklahoma, and then you even talked about it. Uh, you know, in in my local area, at Carl Albert here, right, with these guys that that have the potential, they have the ability. Uh, yes. They just need an opportunity to go show it. Uh, That's it. So, so I love that. I love that. And the other thing is that, like, Sooner 7, like, it's not just, it's not just like, one of the seven-on-seven seven teams in the state. Like, y'all are kind of the premier team. Um, so could you talk a little bit more about, like, the, the founding of whenever you and Derek got together and how you put it together and how you um, marketed it and how you got kids to come try out? I mean, what did that, what did that whole process look like in the very beginning? Well, it's definitely the first thing first, right? We had to get everything clear by the OSSA. You know, that's the biggest deal. So Oklahoma's always been kind of late to uh, different new new and innovative ways to, um, I, I guess, kind of exploit the, the athlete here in Oklahoma. And so we needed to make sure that we had their blessing. 
We didn't want to break any rules, have guy anybody ineligible as far as and that comes down to, to coaching. You know, even when we want coaches, of course, everyone wants a high school coach to to help coach because, again, they know what's going on. But that's not necessarily in the, the constructs of the rules, you know, so we have to find like minded guys like ourselves that don't coach, but are around the game. They understand the game. They may have played at the next level. And uh, at the same time, they want to give back to these kids. And so once we found the rules out and had the blessing from the OSSA, uh, we started looking for coaches. Now, the players, we already it was already easy um, for myself, more on the defensive back side and defense dealing with linebackers and the whole nine. Um, I always already and always work with these kids. Mm -hmm. And so on the other side, at the offensive end, a guy by the name of Marcus Pugh, um, he's, he was working with a lot of the skill set guys on the offensive end, running backs, tight ends, receivers. And then now when you put there together with wide receivers, we already have everything that we need in that nucleus. It's just now putting all everything together. And so um, with there using his connections, maybe for different sponsorships. We're actually sponsored by Battle. So shout out to them. Nice. And and then my um, my different uh, connections as far as the different circuits and who's already kind of in this realm and kind of just picking their brain on things that we need to do. And then what Marcus brought to the table, we just put everything together. And now we have, again, a 7-on-7 seven seven team. And, and so then it came back to just picking a name. Uh, of course, Sooner 7, not necessarily nothing to the Oklahoma Sooners, but Oklahoma being a Sooner state, wanted to put those two together to showcase the state of Oklahoma mm -hmm. in that sense. And then with the 7, that just meaning 7-on-7. Seven seven. So that, that organization uh, was created again, I think it was about four or five years ago now. Uh, I have to go back to my notes because I wrote that stuff down, right? Because it's just yeah. milestones that... Um, that we that we that we were able to accomplish so it was pretty cool and yeah it was a lot of uh a lot of headaches because again you, you 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 have everything you need but you're still not able to do everything that you want just because hey you need to get this cleared and i need to talk to that person to get approved so all those different things but uh but besides that i mean it was all worth it and again uh my our first class uh one of the headliners for that class is, is daxton hill he actually came up to the program. He's a Booker T alum, even though we don't like Booker T like that. But you know, <laughs> we give him a pass. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but yeah, but he's actually he's he's uh, he's committed to the 2022 NFL Draft. He'll be in the combine here next month, and uh, he'll be participating in that. And um, and we're it, it looks really good to have his name called on the first day. But again, just to see where he's at and where he started, and again to be a part of Sooner 7 and, and, and us a part of that journey. It's, it's just really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so now whenever kids get involved, it's not necessarily always just the guys that you all were able to pull in that you were training at the time. Now there's a whole process and a tryout. And I mean, how many kids do you all have come out every year? Yeah, man. So this, of course, this year was the biggest. Um, I think there was about 300 total, Ooh. about 300 total. And that's what all age groups Okay. So uh, we range from 12, 12 and under, uh, 13 and under, 14 and under, 15 and under, and then an 18 and under. So to, to kind of lay out how many kids that we we're able to keep and, and, and showcase, we'll have, we'll have four 18U teams, one 15U team, two 14U teams, and then a 12U team. 
and I, and I say two 14Us because our 13 year olds will have to play up in the 14U division at these different tournaments. Okay. So they'll be young playing up, but that's okay, right? So yeah, yeah. They're able to showcase what they do. So yeah, no, it's it's, it's really fun, and uh, kind of get to see where it's grown. I mean, we started out uh, the very first year. I think we had about 20 total. Didn't really have a tryout. It was just guys we already knew, guys that wanted to play, mm-hmm. and and uh, a lot of those guys are playing on Saturdays. But I think I think all of them actually. Wow. And so, yeah, so that was cool. And then now you look up, it's like, yeah, we'll we'll set a date. Uh, we normally have we try to have two different tryout dates. Uh, one for the athletes that are already done with the playoffs, and then a second one for the athletes that were still playing deep into the playoffs. So it's pretty cool, and then um, I think our first tournament this year uh, was late January. So it was it was really fun. How did that go? Actually, we we came in second, man. We did, okay. and and really not even being not even being at at full tilt just because we're dealing with basketball guys and track mm-hmm. guys are banged up. You know, we we went down with a very solid team and and came in the second, um, and then we actually lost to in the championship game to. Um, Deion Sanders' old team, uh, they're called Prime, yeah, Prime True. So we're we're definitely up there with the big wigs now, and 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 where we need to be, and what we always wanted to be, right? We're we're yeah. definitely a, a team to beat in the country. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Where was that tournament? That was actually in Plano, Texas. Okay. Yeah, Plano, Texas. I think Championship uh, hosted that tournament. It's a lot of different entities that that'll host these events, and uh, we just take turns on trying to hit all of them as we can. Okay, that's awesome. Um, and then what's your position there now? I mean, are you, uh, do you have like a sp- uh, certain like position? Are you the whole defensive guy? I mean, what, what does that look like for you? Yeah. If, if we get into a naming game, I'd be the defensive coordinator Okay. Uh, for the, for the, for the team. And then of course, uh, Derek could be like the, the offensive coordinator, but we oversee everyone. So normally when we coach, we normally coach the national team, which is our, our, our Sooner seven black, you know, that'll have the high level guys normally. And then we'll have everyone else. And those are the normal the teams that we coach. But again, we like to oversee the whole program right down from from 18U down to the 12U. Because, again, those guys will be in the 18U shoes at the blink of an eye, right, as, yeah. as fast as time is moving now. So, yeah, we just want to make sure that we, we see everything. And, again, we, we want to make sure that we're they're, they're learning uh, the different things that we're trying to teach. Because at the end of the day, it's also about broadening um, – their knowledge of the game itself, something that they want to do at the next level. And that the, and for some kids, it's high school. For some kids, it's college. And then um, we want to make sure that hey, they're at the top of their game. They know exactly what's going on. And they have a step um, ahead of, of their competition, whether it be in their own state or outside the state. Yeah, that's really cool. Now, I know with Sooner 7, it's it's really big deal to make sure that everything y'all are doing is like transferring onto the actual games on Friday nights. Uh, yes. So h- how do y'all make sure that you're being really thorough? Because, I mean, you've got kids from different schools um, that are, you know, running different systems and things like that. So how do you yes. kind of keep it like cohesive and, you know, you're trying to teach them all this stuff, but also keep it simple so that they all understand? I mean, what does that process look like? Right. And on the offensive end, I would say it's a bit easier because how we're doing, we're looking at a card, right? And you're kind of mm-hmm. you're kind of showing the athletes, hey, listen, you're if you're the number one receiver, you're the number two or number three. These are the different routes that you run and the different depths that you're running at. 
And of course, the quarterbacks, they have their drops and then they have a read progression. So we're trying to teach the quarterback read progressions. We're teaching the 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 receivers, the pass catchers, hey, you have to get to your depth or this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, again, this, the steps go with the depth. So so that's that aspect of it. And, and, and Derek is a longtime coach. You know, he played professionally and also he coached professionally. So we have a lot of professional um, professional uh routes and different things of that nature yeah. um, and it's not just 707 we're not just getting quads to the boundary and, and doing just crazy things yeah. you know everything has a, a rhyme and reason for it and on the defensive end a lot of these schools you know you talk to these kids it's like hey listen we're gonna play cover one cover two and that's something that sometimes that's just all they know right so now we're teaching them to cover threes a lot of cover fours and different ways you can play quarters and and just all these these different assortments of of defenses as much as we can right in the Mm -hmm. we only get to practice once a day but it's a lot of teaching and so that's the challenge as well right you you have a couple hours to get into this high school kid what you're trying to get them to do Mm -hmm. in such a fast-paced game so that's the challenge in it that's why i love it and it's uh it's really fun that's awesome. Good deal. And then you're also starting to, to dabble a little bit in a radio show. Is that right? Yes, man. So um, every Monday around 9 o'clock, uh, 9.15 for sure is when we actually go on the air. Okay. Um, it's, it's, I'm with the 1170 Blitz. Um, and this is uh, it's new to this year. I came in about um, early September. It might have been August uh, when I started. But again, coming in every Monday with Dan Hawk. Uh, and Scott File, man, those guys have welcomed me with, with open arms. And uh, Dan is a news reporter for News 6 out here in Tulsa. And he's actually covered a lot of my kids that I've either worked with. He's come out to sessions to film me and, and interview me and, and a lot of different my a lot of my guys that I've worked with. So uh, we've always had a relationship in that in that aspect. And, you know, one day, you know, he, t- he, he hit me. He was like, hey, man, we're doing a lot of uh, high school football in Oklahoma. And, and we wanted to touch on the 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 main uh college sports in here in oklahoma of course oklahoma state uh university of tulsa and ou and he was like man you you know it better than anybody why don't you come in and kind of be our our inside guy on this stuff and it's it's pretty cool because of course i know everything is to know it at tulsa and i have a lot of kids that i've worked with that have gone on to oklahoma state and at the same thing at ou so i kind of get like that the locker room talk, I get all the inside scoop, different coaching hires, and able to share with those guys over the radio. So it's been pretty, been pretty cool. Um, I, I love those guys for it, man. Those are really good friends of mine, and I'm very thankful for that, for that opportunity as well. Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. It is, yeah. Good deal. All right, man. Well, hey, wrapping up the show, I've got one last question here. It might be the most anticipated question of the show. If you okay. could, if you could play horse with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Okay, if I could play horse with anyone, dead or alive, so I was um, I was a big Nipsey Hussle. Okay, uh, I was a big Nipsey Hussle fan. Uh, hated to see his demise, you know, and especially mm-hmm. had happened. But love his music. I, I'm a even though again we're Oklahoma kids, right? But yeah. I love that West Coast sound, and of course him being from California. He had that, um, loved his music, and, and but more of what he talked about in his music and the different, uh, of course, not so much just the stories, but he was uh, he was very enlightening. You know, he talks about business, entrepreneurship, um, going after your dreams, what you want to do, uh, impacting the youth, impacting your community, building up your community, all these different things that you wouldn't 
expect a guy that comes for where he come from talks about mm-hmm. and he does it in a way that's uh like like no other and so really loved him for that and like i said love this message and i've actually always shared his message with a lot of a lot of my kids and um one of the kids in particular that really took a liking to it patrick fields he just finished up at ou and yeah. actually is going to finish his last uh his fifth year at stanford you know a lot of his he, he's interviewed a lot and a lot of his quotes um, or from, you know what I'm saying, Nipsey Hussle and the, the different songs that I put him on a long time ago. And and it's pretty cool because, again, you get to see a kid that's kind of taking a liking to what you've liked. Yeah. Um, and that's because you've made a big impact on him mm-hmm. growing up because I've known him for so long. And But at the same time, speaking positivity, uh, something outside of football, something outside of the game, something outside of the norm because we're always known as just being jocks and being good for one thing. But you know, uh, Patrick himself is really taking on that role of um, being somebody that kids can can look up to. Shoot, even adults, right? Yeah. Because he's he's really impacting a, a whole generation. It's, it's it's pretty cool. There's some people that it just seems like they carry a wisdom about them as they go throughout life. And mm-hmm. I mean, Nipsey obviously has that in his music, but just seeing what Patrick has done uh, with his time at OU and now going on to Stanford, it, it feels like he carries that same sort of wisdom uh, with his decision making and his word yes. choices and, and everything that he does uh, that follows him, you know. It's, it's so cool to see because it, it really is. And I, and I continue to say that like when I first met him. And I met him through Keon Hatcher. He played at uh, played at Arkansas. Went on to the NFL. But when he came in eighth grade year, um, really quiet kid. You could tell he's really smart. You you know, good grades, mm-hmm. book smart, and uh, had a lot of questions. And so um, would would normally start out kind of like afraid to ask him because again we're we're getting to know each other and different things. Mm-hmm. But I, I look at where he started again. Not saying I got to beg him to say two words to now. He's doing all type of interviews. He wants to be a motivational speaker when he's when he's done playing, and and the the, uh, the business opportunity that that he's been um, uh, approached uh, because of what he can do and the way he talks is is just absolutely uh, amazing to see. You know his journey and where he's come. So he definitely takes on the 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 role of a kind of a Nipsey hustle for his area, and he and he really stands on a trying to shape. Or change the generation, just like a Tyler Lockett does. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Well, the competitive nature in me, I always follow up that question with, do you think that you would win that game of horse? I would definitely win that game of horse. Okay. Um, I think I would I would keep it close just to have the conversation go. Because, you know, yeah. in horse, you know, yeah. it's, it's low key. You get to do a lot of talking in between. Mm-hmm. I would definitely seal the deal. And I would talk a lot of smack. Uh, while I'm doing it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Well, hey, Dwight, I appreciate your time again. Thanks for coming on. If uh, the listeners want to reach out to you uh, for whatever reason, anything that we've talked about today, where are some places that they can find you? Yeah, so I'm on platforms, um, on social social media. So as, as far as um, Instagram, and I should know all these things, I think it's Dwight D is my name on, 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 uh, on Instagram. I think it's the same. I think it's just Dwight Dobbins on Twitter. I have a Facebook, not really on Facebook like that. So if gotcha, I, I gotcha. miss messages and friend requests all the time. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much it, man. Man, I, I, those, man, those I, I, uh, I always think whenever I uh, whenever I see somebody that has a Twitter handle with just their name, like just Dwight Dobbins, I'm like, man, 
you made it. Like that, that's official right there. You, you, don't, you don't have to throw no symbols, no numbers, nothing on the end. Right. It's just straight up your name. I'm always just like, man, that's it. That's it. Hey, right listen, there. I tell you what, though, that wasn't on purpose because I'm not that creative as far as when it comes to the social media stuff. So I was like, okay, I need something. I'm going to remember. I want to make sure people know it's me. Yeah. Why not Dwight Davis? Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I just went with that. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Well, hey, thanks again, man. I really appreciate your time coming on the podcast and sharing everything that you're going through right now. And, uh, man, I just really appreciate you. No, man, hey, appreciate you getting me on. Um, I know I missed you the first time, but so glad you, you reached back out because, again, I did not see it. So uh, great to be on this platform. I'll be I'll be looking out, be watching uh, for other interviews. Exciting to see the growth uh, of this platform and keep doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. All right. Take care, man. See you. All right. And that wraps up another awesome episode of Coach Like a Champion. Remember, we are a podcast talking scheme, culture, and everything in between, helping each other to be championship caliber coaches on and off the field. You can find us off the field on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Like a Champ or on my personal profile at Bo Bradshaw 15. Thanks for listening and talk to you next time.